Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LPN Show. Recorded both in Los Angeles and New York City. We're just, you know, here to hang out. Have a good time. All right. I'll talk to y'all after a while. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the LPN show. My name is Henry Zabrowski. I am one of the Cerberus of the Cerberus heads of hosts of the LPN show, along with Jackie Zabrowski, my sister, not my wife, and Ben Kissel. So, but today I have a very special guest. This person I'm so physically and emotionally intimate with, and I'm certain that our conversation today will be so bare. So revealing, so emotional and far reaching that within the 35 to 40 minutes that we will speak, I'm certain that that you will not be the same as a viewer and I will not be the same as a host. Now, I'm not setting them up for failure. I'm setting them up for success. I'd like you to put your hands together. And I don't know why I'm saying this. I'm acting like I'm, this is a live show. I have no clue what you're doing, but I'd like you to maybe stand at attention just try do something change to, to act as if you to act as if you are filled with energy to listen to master shake himself this is also the voice of granny from squidbillies um and i'm going to say above all of that troy in your pretty face is going to hell that is your most important credit that is to me it certainly is to me this is dana snyder we wouldn't be here today no if it had not been for me filling in for someone for one season, half that's, of a season. But that's the big thing. What's what I've learned a lot about, which is not I don't know a lot about Hollywood besides just close your eyes and say yes. Sometimes <laughs> is that you also in Hollywood. Except. Some, yes. Just let it in. Let it slide in. And so sometimes in Hollywood, you also like someone just not being available can be a huge, a huge. Yeah. Gap. That's right. Somebody That's right. getting, especially now with COVID around, this is a great time for people dropping oh, yeah. out projects. Oh, yeah. I remember I got a job one time and it was because I went to, I remember calling my, who was yet to be my wife at the time, but I remember calling her because she was still in New York and I was like, man, I just went to this party and is that Formosa? It was like after a thing at the Director's Guild, I went afterwards and this guy was there, and I was like, man, I really love that show you do. We did this show called I'm with Busey. I'm like, man, I love that show. And Wait a second. You did I'm with Busey? No, I did not do I'm with Busey. But the guy did I'm with Busey. I was like, man, I love that show. And he's like, oh, you should, uh, we should go have lunch tomorrow. And what? we went to lunch. Uh... And then, like, 
I met him and Pete Girardi and Todd James, who did Crank Yankers. And then by the third day, I was on their new show that they were doing on Adult Swim called Minority. But I remember calling my wife like, this is why you go to parties. When I stay home, I'm losing money. I'm losing money by not going out every night. Is that what you're doing? Oh, you're making us uh-huh. money going out tonight? That's and you're like, right. in a way. Yes. Very, very possibly, yes. The only time I ever had that happen to me is I went to a CAA party and the director of a film called God's Behaving Badly. I didn't know at the time. But so what happened was that it was this collection of superstars. Right. Sharon Stone, Christopher Walken. Oh, the God's Behaving Badly. Yeah, yes, it's awful, right. awful. On that, off that book. Off the book that people loved, right? And, the, and, the, and John Turturro was in it. All these crazy stars. And the director was also at the same party that I was at. And I, I guess I must, I literally was in a blackout. I was hammered and I must have been very charming, which I actually probably he must have also have been very, very hammered because when they were trying to do the breakdown, Although he could have been that hammered because he remembered he, something stuck out so, and he legit. They needed somebody cheap to play the last person. They were out of money. And I yeah, was the guy. It was it was originally going to be Brad Pitt budgetary. Like actually, let's give it to a guy who's never performed before. <laughs> Like who has no clue how to operate on a movie on a movie set. The two stories you told me from that movie, by the way, are both incredible. Well, about you crashing on the moped and Sharon Stone whispering in your ear right before she oh kissed God, you on kiss that. Me like you want to fuck me? She's a very insane, very intense woman, and she is very sensual and very professional. She is just, but she's still Sharon Stone. And they cut all of that out. They didn't want it to anyone. No, nobody who's testing wanted to see me kissing Sharon Stone. They didn't want to see it. No, I have you ever seen the movie? No, because I every once in a while I try and find I'll think of it and I'll like, man, does it even exist? No, I think I want to say it exists like they completely shelved it. Apparently it came out. It debuted at the Roman Film Festival, which I've never heard of. Sure. I feel like it's like one of those places where like not only is there a film In festival. Rome, Georgia. Yes. Yes. Or it's like, you know, they just eat until they throw up into each other's mouths. It's like one of those like <laughs> horrible, true Italian. And it's just two guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you came. I hate that this guy's puke. I, mean, <laughs> I hate him. But I, I think that it just got. Room for third. It's the same thing every day. There is no difference in his puke. Watch a movie, puke on Giuseppe. Yeah. Hey. Um, but I, uh, it, it was, it got panned so badly that they just, um, it will never see the light of day. I mean, I would have met, I would think though, with money, people being the way they are, even the world's worst movie with all those stars in it, it would, that it would have shown in like foreign countries where people aren't going to necessarily get the jokes anyway. It was that bad. Something happened to it. It's like the day the clown cried. It's like, for some reason, I don't remember there being any sort of light concentration camp scene in the film, but I don't know. They did reshoots. So I don't know what they added after the fact. You know what I think would tie this all together? If it was at Dachau. <laughs> Finally. Let's just fight. Or think about it. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Pie fight at Dachau. It's a huge ending sequence. We need to end the film. We have 25 minutes left to film. Um... <laughs> But so, all right, when you got, Sorry. the truth is, no, it's, it's, I just want to hear this story on tape. I think that you've probably told this before, but I know that our listeners will love it. It's true that you got Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You got it from a 
you were essentially you auditioned once and they weren't as into it, but then they made you re-record it hammered on a voicemail. That's not exactly true. Dave Dave twists You're, things. Dave Willis, our, our it's boss. It's a little bit of a mix-up. Yeah. What, here's what happened. They, they called my friend who I went to college with, said, you know anybody that's a crazy voice? She gave him me and another guy. Just straight up, you know a and, guy with a crazy voice? Dave, yeah. Because, no, but like, I mean, like, man, because people say you have a crazy voice, but for me, I actually think you have a normal voice, and then people tell me I have a fucking crazy voice, too. <laughs> but it's like, I actually... Well, I think you have a normal voice, that's too. What I'm that's the problem. So that means we both have crazy voices. These guys, so he called, he sent me an email, which back then took like 40 minutes to download. Mm-hmm. You had to print it he out. He said, I'm sending you this script... And you got to do it. And my friend Dave, a different Dave, Dave Roberts, had come into town, just got to New York that night. I said, we're going to go to dinner. So we went to Brews on 34th Street across the street from my house. We went there. We had steak dinners. We had beers until probably one or two in the morning. Standard. Yeah. And then I said, all right, before we go, because he was sleeping on my couch. I said, before you go to bed, I got to be in the living room. I got to record this, whatever the hell it is. Some, I don't know what it is. It's just something. <laughs> and I recorded it. So basically I'm sure I was hammered at that point. Not blackout, obviously. No, cause I could you could read, read, but certainly had been drinking till two or two thirty in the morning. And bruise was always the place they'd lock you in. So you could stay drinking until the bartender. God, left. I miss that. I miss that so. so it may bad. have been for. I said two things I miss about New York: that and buybacks. When I first moved here, I used to get so pissed off. Like I tipped that fucking bartender six times. He hasn't bought me one drink. Well, you go, and they're like, "Oh, you're in L.A. They don't do that." And you're here. like, what? "I'm like, what?" I was like, "That was like stock at any place in New York. You'd be a stranger walk if you bought three beers and get you a fourth one. Always. I mean, that's alcoholic math. I've said this to myself yes. because the gentleman. That's how I can count to four. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I left a message. So I read the message, or I read the script. I left it on Dave's voicemail. <laughs> Dave called me the next morning. He's like, "Man, that was great, man. That's just what you're we doing." And I got to play it for my boss, but I accidentally erased it. Could you do oh it my again? God, it and I was like, uh, "Okay, okay, sure." So. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, now you're like, I'm gonna nail this. Yeah. yeah. So I read it again, and then he calls me back like five minutes later, and he's like, ah, I don't know. It just seems like something was missing a little bit. I don't know. It just didn't seem to say that. I think I know what it was. Can I? Can I do it tonight? He says, Yeah, that's okay. You can do it tonight. I said, Okay. And then I get Dave's staying at my house. You know, he just got to New York. So I'm like, Dave. So literally, we're groundhog daying everything we did the night before. We go back to Bruce. We get this. I get the same meal. We have the same drinks. We stay till four in the morning. I have to do this. I do it again at like the same exact time. And then, of course, the next morning, Dave's like, "Yeah, that was great, man." Like, oh, and I'm like, man, if I ever get this, is I'm gonna have to <laughs> exactly be an alcoholic he, now to do the rest. He of used the- to talk about Brian Dennehy, I guess, before Death of a Salesman. It was like he used to go get like the same meal every time before the show, where he get like a steak <laughs> and like four fingers of scotch, and it was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, and then I guess that's just it. Just and then it it just rolled on from there. Your whole life has been nothing but gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's Can it. I ask, as a person that has said 
all I wanted to do is get in the voiceover industry, right? Like I love like the idea. It seems like the dream. It seems like you get to like, I remember one time I did a VO audition and the man who walked in, the only way I describe him is that he looked like he, he looked like if one of the uh, the little things from Despicable Me was a homeless man. Oh, was the minion? He looked like a homeless minion. He wore like a, a part, like big stain jogging pants and a big old sweater, ball, cue ball ball, wearing Oakleys. He walked in, he's like, everybody don't. And I was like, who's this guy? And I was in the booth with him. And then he literally <laughs> said how he said, yeah. <laughs> but then he walked up to the microphone. It's like, and now this, like in a world, like he did that beautiful voice. Yeah. It's been my dream. I mean, I know a lot of on-camera people are despicable in that sense with their own <laughs> like, but I think there are some, not as many, because I feel like voiceover is more like a small town as opposed to living in the big city of on-camera stuff. It's like, oh, it's like, it's like, it's like Burbank as opposed to LA. Yeah, I'd see that. There's more parking. There's, But you guys stay in those but, spots until you die. Well, that's true. There's no, it's only lateral movement. But it's helpful for you now. But, but once yeah, you're in the, there's some guys who are crazy. I mean, there's some guys that just like I look at them like they're dressed like the fifth BG. They just get to live yeah. with it. It's like they purposefully it's build like up. There's no rule, and I'm like, you know, you're just like a fucking guy from Illinois, right? You're like from a small town in Illinois. Like if you walk down the street of your own town right now, you'd be murdered. But LA has be that like, energy. Hey. It's like because because New York like fancy LA they want you to know that you're that they're fancy so like yes they, yes it's very different from New yes. York in New York it's about hiding that you're fancy in LA they yeah. want you to know I'm actually somebody special or like only if you know would you know that they're fancy in New York is like oh but that guy's wearing thousand dollar sneakers but the problem is is that the but you gotta know if you'd have to know you would also have to sneakers. know that those are th- right yeah, yeah you right. have to know it but what's the, been the biggest hurdle like what are like once you got in and you've been working besides um like how do you spend all the money I know that that, that you've said that all the time about how hard it is to spend all the money it, it is true it, it is true what are, what are like some of the bigger hurdles like with like do you have a process like when you go through not saying I mean, that you I don't know, man. I think you're brilliant no no but uh, many people, I think many people who try to get into it, the problem is, you know, it's like that catch 22. I sort of, well, you know, when we first started, I think I was doing adult swim for at least three or four years. And it seemed like I had an agent in New York. Everybody in New York knew what it was like in the voiceover, like ICM, my agent was at ICM. They all knew what it was. Or no, I'm sorry. They didn't know what it was. I had an agent. I think I told you that story. I went in. I had one of those things where you make a demo and the, an agent comes and listens to your yes. demo and gives you tips. Yes. I think I told you this story, but I went in. So I went in to have the person listen to my demo. And it was somebody I'd taken a class with. And the end was this agent was going to come in from ICM and listen to our demo. So and this was after you be- got Master Shake. Like this is you've already yes, been working. Maybe a year after. Maybe a year after. Maybe two years. So the guy before me leaves. I pass him. I say, oh, hi. I go in. We shut the door. She goes, okay, let's listen to your demo. And we play it. And it's, you know, 45 seconds or whatever. And then all of a sudden there's pounding on the door. Pounding on the door of where I just came in from the outside. (laughs) 
She's like, hold on, excuse me. And the engineer gets up and opens the door. And the guy who just left comes back in. And we think he left something. He's like, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to say to you, I am a humongous fan of Master Shake. It's my favorite cartoon of all time. I love, I don't know if you know what this is, but Aqua, you're the fucking shit. I love Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I have the DVD in my bag. I wanted to bring it out and show it to you. And then he leaves. And she just sort of is like, ah, um, so what is this now? Did you pay this guy? But then that's how I got the, that's how I got her as an agent. See, but that's, because she's that's like, unfair because it's the same thing with me. Yes. I booked a job. I, I got an agent because I had booked a job accidentally by yeah. like the skin of my teeth. And then they just show up when you'd be like, damn it. Well, and, yeah. And had this guy not had the, I mean, I would, no matter who it was, I would not have gone in and interrupted their meeting that they had paid $250 to have someone tell them, I'll think about calling you in a week. But this guy basically barged back in. And that's the only reason she said, well, what is this? What are you already doing? So you're already making money? Yeah, right. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, that's a ridiculous. huge story. But that's but but I feel like that's the biggest problem people have is they it's hard to get an agent because yes, it is very difficult because and again, like when I moved to L.A., it was real sneaky because it wasn't sneaky, but it was just like fortuitous because this guy just retired, young, but he was he had done all the voice match for like Nathan Lane, for the Lion King and all that stuff. And they and apparently his voice was very much like mine. And the agent at ICM in L.A., she was like, we just had this guy retire and his voice is exactly like yours. And we have this hole now of his type we do not have. And you are exactly his type. Wow. So they it was just like I was there at the exact correct time. And but then when I got to L.A., everybody knew what Adult Swim was out here. Well, it's kind of which is weird because they didn't make it out. Well, here. New York was still kind of holding on to like, well, we have our things in L.A. It's is there whatever yeah. their cartoon yeah. bullshit is because yeah. you came from theater. Like, oh, yeah. did you was that like the goal when you were starting like this? The whole th- like, were you just did you just want to do theater and not even worry about like TV or film? I was not worried about it at all. Well, that's all I wanted to do. I think now I probably, although I wouldn't, everything would have gone different, of course, but I think now what I probably should have done, although God knows what I would have now, we wouldn't be sitting here. No. Me in a darkened garage. You love um, this garage. Uh, it's my one space that no one else would What you to. don't know, ladies and gentlemen, is that I, I've been in Dana's garage. There's a little bed in there. And he sleeps in there away yeah. from his family. Guest bed. That's where you keep all of your Disney memorabilia that I want to ask I you about. I want to ask you about some of your Disney esoteria as well. Oh, feel free. There's a big auction coming up next weekend. So You selling? It's perfect time. Oh, no. Wow. See, this is what I'm saying. It's hard. You got to figure Bye. out what to do with all the VO money. You got to figure out what to do with it. It's so lu- it's so lucrative. It, they love to pay. Right. They love to give it to you. And it's never just hunting down residuals. Oh, no. no. No, no, no. no. Uh Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Um, but so when you started, <laughs> you trained in theater and then you, oh, you, yes, you right. wanted to do that. Oh, yeah. What I would have done different if everything had been the same. I think the mistake I made was I didn't come out here first. Yeah. I feel like New York, there's, you know, New York is a much more exciting place to me. And if there was a place I just was going to live, I would rather live out there. It's, in New it York. is a better city. LA has yeah. more work and opportunities, and the weather is nice. That's the thing. I used to tell all my friends once I moved out here who were actors, said, you know how you like you've been on Law and Order and everybody's been on Law and Order and. Because those are like two TV shows in New York that they do. Yes, that's what they said. Well, imagine that and everybody can be on it. But in L.A., there's a thousand TV shows. But that's the problem is then you don't lose. You get because I remember when I finally got a Law and Order and the Blue Bloods. And it's just being like all of the my beginning agents were like, this is it. We're setting the platform for you. And you're like, good, good. And you had no clue how far away I was from being remotely successful. But you you wanted to sing, but now you do it for fun, essentially. But you still do it for money. Like, you do, like, big jobs. Because I know that you did Forum, and you did Fiddler. I mean, I don't think I've done... That's the last one I did was Forum. I think I did that in Vero Beach in Florida. How long was that gig? The show? Well, I think we were there for, like, six weeks. Maybe seven weeks or eight it weeks. It seems like the most we romantic, like, sexy thing. Rep theater. More. Th- I mean, it's pretty it's great. It's just like. It's great. Here's the thing. It's great. Well, you know, it's like doing a show. It's great if everybody. It's great if it's fun. Yes. And and the cast is enjoyable. Like that one it was. But sometimes you're in things that are just. I mean, they're miserable for a variety of reasons. Well, I can I can't imagine. Like, let's say you're like I'm usually never miserable at anything because I'm pretty content. No, you're I think by nature you're an but- affable man. But it's there are things when you are kind of stuck in essentially like a cell. Like, let's say you're supposed to do like I don't know. I think people like Hello Dolly. I'm trying to think of the other um, the the what's the, the musical with a oh. going steady, going steady. Oh. Bye bye. Fucking Bernie. hate that. Hate that musical. But if you're yeah. trapped in bye bye musical with a bunch of alt right people, you know yeah. what I mean? Like God knows what oh. happens what we you get involved yeah. in. But otherwise, I was always jealous of people who did rep theater because it's just like you with a bunch of dancer women in a hotel room. Oh, just- yeah. The first time I did forum, I think I was one of two straight guys in the show. And you know, there's all these sexy late well, there was th- there was a third guy, but he was married. He was the star. He was pseudolist, but he was an older married guy. And it was me and this one other guy. And then everyone else, all the other guys were gay. And so we all just, we, we just fucked around all the time. And we, and we all as the whole company, I'd never been in a show where everybody hung out more and everybody got along, you know, we were all like 
22 years old or 23. That's fun. It's it's that almost as sexy as the set of your pretty faces going to hell. The, the sexual tension that we have between it's all of the just the fucking taste the crazy bodies that we have on our show. <laughs> me, my body, everyone's First looking at me. Every shape. Yes, all the different all different types of duffel bag type there's, bodies. Yes, duffel bag, there's the sailor's bag, there's the upside down grimace, the the right side up grimace. I don't think that there is a less sexy but congenial group of of a cast that, that since your pretty face is going to hell yeah i mean it's very true you said it many times that it's one of the few shows ever that the crew is better looking than the cast <laughs> we're all just that is we're all so gross true. everybody's so gross and then we're also <laughs> there an hour before and an hour after everybody else so the crew also we're all so gross and they make us even grosser than worse and we worse. are. They're not trying to make us look better. They they put us in unflattering clothes. Karen Freed. They make our horrible bodies look worse than they are in the first the place. The incredible costume designer and friend, yeah. Karen Freed, who does all the work for Pretty Face and Going to Hell. Like, the metrics is, the metric of what I'm supposed to wear on the show is, like, it has to look awful like with the khaki pants like pleated pleated, pleated that they make sure that they make pants. them razor sharp and then it's just the 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 you want to be able to cut parmigiano reggiano on that crease and they just want us to look awful now because you stepped in you've played lucas in the first season that's right you played my terrestrial roommate yes and then dave willis and casper kelly are both like i like their um, their imaginations because they they just don't really give a fuck about like the limitations of necessary, like like logic. I don't care about they logic. They don't care. And so the fact that when you were brought back as Troy was really funny yes. because they they were like, I remember all of us being like, but Dana played Lucas. And they're all like, yeah. And I was like, well, why doesn't Dana should just play Lucas? His name could just be Lucas. Why isn't he just a demon named Lucas? And they're like, no, yeah. he's Troy. I was like, oh, I, well, I felt exactly the same. <laughs> what is your process for breaking down these characters? I mean, not Troy. I know that Troy just comes natural. All right. I'm not going to say you don't do a lot of script breakdowns, but I feel that Troy is natural. Um, when you do a voyeur, like, I know that you go out for, like, there's a specific level. Like, when I, for VO auditions, a lot of times, like, I'll go in for, like, just like a character, like a side character, or like when I audition, it's like a side character, and I'm kind of free to invent whatever I want. But you have been more often than not going in for auditions up to play iconic characters that are around. Like you are doing other iconic characters and doing things like you played the penguin, you played just recently, you just redid 12 ounce mouse, which is maybe not as iconic as I think it is. Oh, and you were also, <laughs> you're in Thundercats. Oh, yeah. Thundercats. Well, Thundercats, I didn't know. I didn't know the guy I played on Thundercats. It's all the same. I also am doing something new, some DC thing that's new. I'm telling you what, this is the craziest thing. This COVID thing, this COVID thing. Yep. Sound like I sound like Sammy Davis Jr. If he was alive, I don't know the COVID, COVID thing, thing man. man. I don't know how this thing's rolling out there, babe. I mean, I have been. I have gotten more new jobs 
to be in shows like regular shows, regular recurring character than I think I've gotten in the last two years combined. You know, they're the of like just that's why I say just don't brag too much because there's going to be a target on your back. Animation's going crazy right now. It's going crazy, and everybody wants to go animated. The only one that can go. I already, I've already auditioned for two shows that were like filmed over zoom like that's going to be like anybody's going to want to think about this time period when this is over yeah or also like hmm let's see i'm a working stiff i have to be on eight hours of fucking zoom meetings all All day day. i want to relax a little bit i want to watch a tv show Oh, look at this that is another eight idiots on it's on zoom it's like me and my friends on zoom Oh my God! I have me no and one. my not friends. I have work people I speak to. Well, didn't uh, Servito say he did a Zoom commercial? Well, right? he got a I Zoom. Think I saw it for beans. Matt Servito got a commercial for beans um, because his buddy got a budget for a commercial shoot that fall fell through because of COVID, and he had to remake up the shoot. So he just used whoever he knew from their homes, and they sent equipment to everybody's homes. But it's been really fun to watch Cerrito fake laugh at another man's children while oh, yes. eating just out of a can of beans. And that's all I do now. Whenever I see it, I, I take pictures of beans, and I send it to him just being like, let's see how much you love beans. And he loves it. He loves he knows it's hard. It's hard because God, he needs to get. He's he's got to get back in the saddle. He's got to play a cop again. <laughs> when you are auditioning for an iconic character, do you try to yes. do you? When you say an iconic character, you mean a care a pre-existing character. Yes. Do you do yes. an impression of other people's work? Like, or is the goal to try to like when you're trying to reimagine stuff, like? What do you well, do? Well, sometimes they'll tell you. They'll tell you sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they'll say they want to. They want their own thing. They want to make this a totally new version of a Batman. Yeah. They don't want, you know, they don't want the penguin to sound like all the penguins before. Which usually half the time means we don't want anything from before, but we don't know what we want. That annoying, you know. You like, have to show what them want? what they want. Well, yeah, right. But sometimes it'll also say, like, because I'm very bad with most things of voice match. Oh, I can't imagine. But when they want when they want something in the middle, like, that's something a little bit. I mean, I haven't done a bunch of, but I probably, I don't know. I've done a couple things that have been, most of the stuff I feel has been, I'm the first person who's done it. I mean, like, I'm the, I haven't, there wasn't somebody who did a, the character before. But some stuff I have. Do you find yourself stealing, not stealing, but, like, Stealing from your own voices yeah. as you go, like when you are well, it's like, working on a new character. Like, do you steal I from think, Granny? You steal from this, and then you- yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, and I know the guys. I know they all sort of all do this. Like, oh, uh, it's 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 even if it doesn't sound like it in my mind, it's you know, it's thirty five percent. Joe Besser from the Three Stooges and it's 20% Granny and it's uh you know what I mean it's like who was it oh I was watching that um now I don't I don't have this process at all but it's very div- it's very similar but not in the way that he sees it uh that Daryl Hammond documentary I mean he's he's special Did you see No that? I have to see it it's on my list Holy shit I mean, well, okay, they shit crazy, and he's—he's he's a, I mean, he's a special voice talent. Yeah, 
But he talks about how he does the voices. Like when he's doing whoever, you know, if he's doing Bill Clinton, he sees it all as color. So it's it's like 70% yellow and a little bit of green on the side. And this and the way he described it, I said, well, that's exactly what I do, but not with color. Like I, it's with people. Yes. And it's like with, with old, you know, most, mostly old comedians. Well, that's, that is your wheelhouse. Or relatives, yeah, because you but, have good. But we it's have the wacky same music thing. It's just a different, yeah, it's just a different file folder of he's pulling. But I that was the first time I was like, oh yeah, and I think I like I know a lot of guys who do that. If you ask them, like you'd never, for the most part, be able to guess like what or oh, their voice of. I mean, this is not it, but like oh, the voice of Bender is, you know, it's a combo of this guy and this guy. But if you ask John, he'd be like, no, I'm doing this guy and this guy. You know, not that you would be able to hear it, but just mentally in his mind, like, no, I'm doing Bud Abbott and I'm doing, you know, whatever, Jimmy Carter. I'm like adding the like, and it's weird what certain people pick up on as cues yeah, and what they zero in on and what they because I think a, a an iconic cartoon voice is both surprising and familiar. I know that's like one of those. Yeah. I sound like a branding coach, but it's like one of those where it's <laughs> a lot of times because like Master Shake to me is a really good example of that. It somehow becomes iconic and then it becomes a type and then you become like the, there yeah. are the thing of like, do you sound like a Dana Snyder well, type? You know, it's interesting. A lot of those like I don't I'm never bothered with it as much with the um, like the comic voices like for the joker and the penguin and a lot of the the batman which have had many different people that have done all those voices but some of that some of those like when they're redoing like the muppets and it's that shit is just the looney that is stuff where i would not touch that with a 10 foot pole as a performer it would it's so difficult I went to college with the guy who is now Kermit the Frog, and he does many other things. But it's just one of those things, like, when they're so iconic and they're not trying to change it. Like, you know, if they had their way, it would sound exactly the same. Exactly, because, it, well, it's, you know, you can hear Kermit's voice yeah. in your head. And, like, the Looney Tunes. They just came out with these new Looney Tunes, and the guys who are in it are all great. Uh, absolutely. But I would be terrified. When you grew up on the on the Looney Tunes, it's like... You hear it? I don't know. I don't know why I find those, and offensive is not the word, but like I find they bother me more well, than like when there's a new Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse. I think because the 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 Disney, the main Disney guys are sort of lobotomized a little bit. They're not Mickey and they Minnie. They don't have attitude. They're like, right. They're like spokes things. Like, I don't like, no. I would never like, I under- It's like, does anyone really say I miss the old Ronald McDonald? Oh, no. wasn't it? What's his name? Wilford Brimley? No, not Wilford no what's his Brimley. name? The other guy. Willard, Willard Scott. Scott. <laughs> I'm sorry. A guy I can't believe. You. And Wilford Brimley. Hey, kids, come on down to McDonald's. They send the supplies directly to your house. <laughs> the diabetes. That's I love. I love him. I miss him so bad. Um, Did I ever tell you that story about Wilford Brimley? No. So my friend was working, writing on a show with Dave Thomas of Strange Brew, you know. Oh, I thought you not Wendy's. Brothers. Not Wendy's. No, not he Wendy's. He was adopted. But he, but he had heard that Wilford Brimley, which was also shooting on the Paramount lot, was 
a big fan of Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, that and seems that to be named, right. That's like right down his wheelhouse. And that he named his dogs Bob and Doug. <laughs> and so Dave Thomas sees Wilford Brimley walking across the lot one day and he goes bounding over to him. He's like, hey, uh, Mr. Brimley, I just wanted to say, uh, I, I don't know, this sounds weird, but you know, I've always liked your work. I think you're a great actor. And I don't know. I heard that you named your dogs after, uh, you know, uh, my my character and, and Rick's character, Bob, Bob and Doug. And we just thought that was really cool. And he looks at me and goes, nope, it was my mules. <laughs> and then just walks off. He's just, he just does not give a shit. He was a real guy. I saw him on, um, oh, what was it? The Craig Ferguson show. And he oh, was a God. very funny guest for the Craig Ferguson show. Wilford Brimley was a very, very was colorful he man. Playing along, sort of. He looked like confused of sorta. like why did why did you bring me here? But then he played the yeah. harmonica, like he did like a warm oh, up, <laughs> like he got to like feel like <laughs> it just get caught in his mustache. He's just like no, he played like a cute ah! little like oh, this damn diabetes, damn diabetes, <laughs> um. Dana, I want to talk to you. You ran a podcast. Drunk on Disney is still around. Oh, yes. I haven't. I've been remiss and I haven't been as active as I Now should. you worked on you work on Drunk on Disney. This comes this stems from your personal. I am not going to say obsession because I think some people would say obsession. I say that you have a intense interest in the Disney yeah. theme parks. That's but true. it's not really like. Disney content as much as it's the theme parks. I don't think it's a blind. Uh, some people have a blind love of it. Some people do. Some people would kill for Walt Disney. Yeah, I don't think I'm that. But you have been to give you've been to every theme park. Oh, yeah. Met multiple every times. One. The only one I have only been to once is Hong Kong Disney. I've only been there one time. And that is like legendarily the best one, right? Like, isn't that just that? It's like, no. No. It's, I think it was legendarily the worst one for Whoa. a while. I all argue, arguably better or worse, but it was sort of the smallest and cheapest. But then they did a big expansion and there's another big expansion going. What do they have that's different than ours? Do they have like... They what have are their, uh, like, at Hong Kong... Instead of the Haunted Mansion, they have a, uh, a ride called Mystic Manor because they're not allowed to have ghosts because China doesn't believe in ghosts. Whoa. Or they don't have things with... Like Ghostbusters that did not release there. Why? Any content with ghosts does not is, not, is a no-no in it's China. It's scary for them? I think it's... I, I don't know what it is about it, but it's taboo. Okay. They believe in ghosts, and so there is, there is no talk of spirits or ghosts. It's like too serious. Yeah. I don't think because people are terrified. I think it's just, I don't know what, but you go into this guy's house and a little box opens. He's like a great treasure relic hunter and a little box opens and this, I don't know how they do it, but it looks like green shit floating all over the place and everything it touches, it turns to life. Cool. So it all starts moving, but then like you go to the next room and you go to like the arms and armor and all of a sudden the knights in armor start swinging at you and you go into the the Grecian vase and like they all start moving and the statues start moving awesome. and the music room and it's very neat. So there's stuff like that. There's an Iron Man ride instead of Star Tours, you know, like the little simulator Oh, thing. yeah. 
But there they have one that's Iron Man where you're flying through Hong Kong. That's pretty neat. I'm not into simulation rides. No, I like either. to feel the wind and what's left of my hair. <laughs> no, if you... I like to feel the wind slowly plucking my <laughs> hair out. One at a time. What is your favorite thing that you've eaten at a Disney theme park? Oh, well, there's not great stuff. I mean, my favorite thing, my favorite thing is the yeah, dark is chocolate uh, Mickey ears ice cream bar. You know, um, I think... See, I don't like sweet stuff. But I think probably my favorite thing is at Disneyland, and it's the fried chimichangas. They're about they're about twelve inches long, probably. You got to get two packets of salsa. Do you feel that come in a bag. the people that are going to Disney and you know during the the pandemic? Do you think that they are braver than you, and that they love Disney more than you? I think they want everyone to think they're braver than everyone, or they they want everyone to think they love it more than I. I literally just read an article. I sent it to myself because I didn't finish. It was like in the in the Atlantic, that was called like "Why are people going to Disney World?" And they said like he walked out. The reporter walked down the street on opening day, and there were he said everyone I saw had tears streaming down their face. Oh my god! I mean, it, it's, it's, like, it's hard. I get it. I do. Uh, we crazy. love Disney too. But not to the extent. Yeah. Of like, what what was the moment that you went from like? When did you end up collecting, like collecting memorabilia? Like, was it? Did I think? I think when we first went there, when we moved to Las Vegas, we went. We drove there the first. My dad loved it. My dad loved Disneyland because he was there in 1958 for the Little Rose Bowl, and he had his map still, that big wall map. Oh wow! And he gave it to me, and I just used to look at it and look at all the. I'd get a big piece of paper and trace it. Like, I just was obsessed with it. I was like, one day we're going to go here. And then we moved to Las Vegas, and we drove out there. And, I mean, I still I still have them all. still have all the guidebooks I saved from the trip we took. I saved, like, my popcorn box. I saved this thing. That was 100% the start of it. And every time we went, we'd only go once a summer. Yeah, so you'd, like, But I up. would, like, grab all the free guidebooks. I'd buy the maps. I'd buy – I would buy as much as I could – but I think that's also why I save a lot of shit that was the free stuff because that's what I saved when I was little. Like I'd get napkins if they had something printed on it or popcorn boxes because those you didn't. It wasn't like I wasn't interested in the, you know, whatever Mickey Mouse ears or something. No, you like I wanted that shit. There that was something about it. Everybody else threw away. Yes, because Cause like that's the stuff I get the most tangible memory out and of. As it, as it, what's weird as time passes is that's the shit. I remember like how many times I'd throw stuff out. Like my mom would eventually be like, get this shit out of here. Like how much stuff yeah. was like building up. And then I think about how like I was kind of the same way. I kept all the stuff from the, the Shea stadiums when he was like all the, the old yeah, Mets yeah. paraphernalia because it doesn't have any value until like 30 years later. And then you're like, holy shit. My example of that is when I was little, I also used to... On the VHS, so all this was will be unrelatable to some people of younger ages now, but I would VHS, like if it was something I want to watch, you know, a movie would be coming on, I'd get a blank tape, and you did whatever that thing that you could turn into, like it would record like 12 hours instead of two no, hours, yeah. you know, like super I long play what or whatever it was. It was. You like click the tab or yeah. you like did it. It thing. was like SL or SLP or what, you could like switch it on the VHS, yes. but I used to, so I would also record all the Disney stuff when there would be like, you know, a new ride would open. They'd always have like a two hour special of, you know, opening of whatever. 
Star Tours. But what I used to do was I would hit pause as soon as the, the commercial started, and then I would let go when the commercials were done so I could just watch the thing. But I recorded movies and stuff like that too. But every once in a while, I wouldn't record. I wouldn't hit pause. I just record the whole thing. And I watch the shit now. The commercials are more valuable for me to watch the old commercials on there rather than the show itself. And I think that's all that disposable stuff. Well, it it shows. There's something about it putting you in a place in time. That like more than anything else, where if you you can kind of remember it, there's something about a map or something like this where you can then go back there in your memories. It's like the minutia. That was the stuff you had in your pockets, not the hardcover book of. But now you're like manufactured. You you have like art now though. Like now, like it it has gotten more expensive. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't have a lot. No, your I mean, stuff is I just rare. Have, like, it's just rare and very unique. I think I have some stuff. I mean, probably the most, I don't know what the most, I don't have a lot of stuff I would consider really expensive. I probably have some stuff that's expensive. Well, I probably have some stuff. Like that little model of Disneyland I have is pretty expensive. Yeah. Remember that little bottle on my counter? Yes. Yes. But that was like a Japanese magazine that was, it's you know. But, but I mean, the probably the the weirdly whatever thing I have is I have one of the two panels that was on the fantasy land. They look like little tulips. There was the fantasy land where the skyway buckets came into, and there were two little panels of just decoration on there. I have one of them that they took off when they tore it down. Man, I rem- So I have one of those. That's weird. That takes like me a back. Weird, like, I even thought about the that tram yeah. ride. Like, I don't have a lot of stuff. Like, I don't have a lot. Like, I know some guys they have a lot of stuff. Like, this is... This is a leaf from the treehouse, or this is a whatever. Like I have a lot of menus. This is Mary like Disney's pregnancy like, test. Yeah, we right. had to find it when she was pregnant right. with Roy. Yes. This was the first time, the first pregnant urine. <laughs> this was her forged pregnancy <laughs> test. Ward Kimball drew the. Pl- Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first day invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Plus on. Do you um believe in any more crooked ideas? Like, you know how many people talk about like the idea of like, you know, Walt Disney's fucking head is severed and and, and frozen I and- mean you know all that you know all that shit. The shortest distance of two points is a straight line. I know. Life's not as interesting. He's probably just buried in the ground. It's not as interesting as you want it to be. I always want to just find out because what was it? Club? Is it 27? Club 33. 33. Club 33. In my mind, I was was like, 
it's like Club Silencio, except there's like a Minnie Mouse <laughs> mask and there's just like a well, nude woman eat people eating sushi off of them. And they're like, yeah. no, it just costs a thousand dollars. Yeah, I remember I have it. I have it. I have an article from the 80s when they f- sort of first publicly acknowledged that it existed. And in the article, it said when you're on a boat from the Pirates of the Caribbean, the one boat goes this way and takes you to the club when all the rest just keep going. Not true at all. <sighs> all this thing about it was secret. There's microphones all through it. None of that's true. <sighs> but they didn't know about Really, you just knock on a fucking door. You pay $15,000 a year and you get to go to <laughs> And you get to go to one and yeah. it's a nice restaurant. there are restaurant. microphones. Yeah, there are microphones there in one room in the chandeliers, but there were microphones because originally they had all the, there was a one room that's, I've been in there, there's a trophy room with like mounted heads on the wall, but they were all, or some of them had the ability to talk. So they were going to do a live show of like, hey, sir, what's with the green hair with you tonight? I'm like, ha, ha, well, I lost the bet. And that's why the microphones were there. So they so the performer could hear what the people at the tables were saying. That's fucking wild. That's like at the Magic Castle. It, well, yeah, exactly. And it's like it's also like some of those rides they have now where it's like, you know, the turtle talk with crush comes out and says, hey, dude, what's your name? Like, my name's Bobby. Oh, cool, Bobby. What's good? You know what I mean? It was like literally just so they could. Uh, entertain us have a show yeah, yeah, yeah. right but of course they'd be like well he wanted to know everyone's secrets while they were I mean it probably dinner. he did like, want to hear them sure I mean but the thing is when you look at the chandelier you know it's like at the very bottom of the chandelier it's clearly just a they could have hidden them much better absolutely that's what I'm gonna yeah, say yeah. it made it relatively obvious that it's a microphone I just try to you know I understand that Disney no matter what on its surface, it wants to be as pure as humanly possible. They are trying their yeah. hardest, and then, and its problem is, and that's why, many, like my sister and I, have major beefs against it because they think it's this evil. I don't think, I don't think it's evil, but I also don't think it's, it's a business. Yeah, it's a business. It just does whatever it's going to do, and then if long as the parks are good, because I've now disc- I'm I do miss Disneyland. I miss going to Disneyland because it's just so much fun I and mean, it's right there. Yeah. That thing with me is since my daughter was old enough, to, well, since my daughter started school, it's basically impossible for us to ever go to Disneyland. <laughs> I I haven't had a passport, like an annual passport for three or four or five years. Does she like Disney? She likes it. My wife does not like it. She hates it. It's, is it going to last? She, the last time we went that she went with us, she stayed in the hotel and worked. Vivian and I went and had a day. We would meet her outside of the park for dinner. But honestly, by then, my daughter was done. Like, she she was, she's young enough still that she would be done by, at 6 o'clock, she, it wasn't like we we're going to go till 10 o'clock at night and watch fireworks and shit, because she would have just. No, that's what, that's why Nat and I always go a, um, late, because kids start falling asleep. Yeah, no, that's the the best time to go is. Early in the morning or late at yeah, night. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, cause dinner on. Get these kids out of here. That's my main philosophy. Yeah, no. But I, yeah. I don't want them anywhere near I me. found now that with her, I have a much different experience. The experience with her is like, always start with a character breakfast. Oh, man. Character, because, bre- character breakfasts are, as a kid yeah. are st- magical. Yeah. I never gave a shit about them. 
But I realized when we go to a character breakfast now, we could go back to the hotel and she would feel fulfilled. Oh, yeah. She was like, well, she got to I, meet them all. all the checks off my fucking bucket list. She got to meet them all. And me, but, you know, got to meet them all. I won't go in as an adult because I'm like, please don't touch me. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're from. You're, in a, you're wearing oh, no. a mask. Yeah. Don't touch me. Yeah. Don't. I Because that's the one thing that I never understood. My parents were very much of the like when we used to go to Disney as kids. And I think it's mostly just because of the cost. I now know what it costs to go to Disney World, specifically Disney World, right? Like, we went briefly for a quick honeymoon, Natalie and I, and for two people, yeah. for three days, it was, it's bonkers expensive. But we went, and I just think about my father, and the hysteria level, get to the point where we're like, we're going to have fun today. Everybody's going to go to Disney World today, and we're going to have a, we're going to have an amazing time. We're going to be inspired because I understand how expensive it was, right? Because if we don't, I'm going to kill the entire family. <laughs> I'm going to kill the entire family. And now, and now I know that there's kind of a pressure, I think, yeah. for it to be good. Oh, which I mean is also I feel like when you're there, you any time you're there, specific, especially at Disney World. Because people put so much more time and money into it. I mean, a lot of people at Disneyland are going there for two days. But some people at Disney World are spending. Are there for five days because there's all these parks. There's all you this can't do stuff it all. Do. It's a trip of a lifetime. You can't do it all in two days. Spending. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I don't know. But I can't imagine that a family of four not going on the cheap route, going like a middle of the road. Family of four people for a week is going to be. I mean, it's certainly thousands of probably six or eight thousand dollars. It's insane, and then it, so that's the one thing where I like Disneyland because Disneyland's way more of just like a park. Disneyland's more yeah. chill. Disney World's very yeah. very intense, but Disney World also has. I do love Epcot, but I don't know Disneyland if I'll ever go back. Disneyland is like a regional theme park. Yes, like a local. No, Epcot. I see. I find that's my favorite. I love place. Epcot. I love Epcot. When we used to do, we went to the tour because we arranged it so we could go to the the world tour, the the food and wine festival. Oh right, right. And we got sick, <laughs> just getting hammered for no reason. Got very very hammered. Um, if there, I'll just end it on this. Is there some way? There was a way. If you were gonna change something about the Disney oh. parks, what would you change? Ooh, about all of them. Oh, like if there's one thing. Uh, it's hard to say. I feel like in a weird way I would make, well, I feel like honestly, this is the nerdiest of all things. I feel like I would do away with a lot of the season passes. Yeah. Because I think it ruins the number of people. I mean, now it is when a new bathroom opens or a new ride that should not have any line, but because there's all these season pass holders who want anything new and go every fucking day and clog up the lines of everything. Anytime there's anything new, they like ruin it for regular people. If they had to pay to go in every time, that never would happen. Well, that's the truth. And that's the, but that is the goal, isn't it? Or like if there was the old day, like there was one season pass that was prohibitively expensive. So much so that it doesn't really affect the, I mean, it used to be the summer was the busiest time of year. Now it is like the least busy time of year because that's when the most pass holders are blocked out. Really? And it's only the people who are paying day by day to go there. Like it's all the other time. The Halloween is forget about it. All the holidays. No, no. I, we, we always want to go at Halloween. Um, so the magic isn't real. That's what this it's is about. Real. That the magic isn't real on that. It is. Yeah, no, it's it just real. comes down to season pass holders. 
And then honestly, Pretty your much. bitter your bitterness is actually true. It's actually more you should be a season pass Pushy. holder to the other side. Pushy season pass holders who want to abuse the system. It's the same people riding in the HOV lane who are only one person in the car. And you got it. I saw a lady I saw a lady walk through who clearly was a pass holder and they said, Can I stamp your hand, ma'am, for reentry? She goes, No, I'm allergic to that. What? It's a water bag. She's just, she just doesn't want to like, be touched. I was like this, I was like, this lady's here every day. She comes in every day. She's here to, she's here to buy eight of the hand twisted candy canes and then sell them on eBay for $20. Wow. Honestly, this all sounds like a plan. This is actually a business plan. Um, I just want to get rid of my right. <laughs> my only. Man, one day we'll get back though. Anyone listening to this, I feel I've deeply disappointed because they came expecting one thing, which they got a brief taste of. Then what? what? Just di- talking about voiceover stuff. And then I'm, I'm interested in it all. Deep Disney nerd. Well, because it's fun with with the voiceover stuff. Is that I feel like we'll do this conversation again in a year from now, and we'll have even more interesting <laughs> things to talk about that we cannot talk about. And I feel like that when we get to there, we will talk about it again. But I, I am just interested. I don't want the audience to think that I'm just gunning for tips on how to audition and to book work in the VO world. I mean, why not? Anyway? You know, but- I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm terrible at auditions. I really think I am. It's very difficult. I I remember when I think of like the few audition. Well, I just got two things in the last you know couple weeks that I really didn't think much about. I did them. I did them both a couple times, but I didn't think much about them. And I thought, of course, because they were kind of big things, you know, big projects. Yeah. So you're just like whatever. Like half the times when you do right. those very big things, right? You're like, I'm. They are either gonna be into me or not, very yeah. quickly. And you know too, like the thing is with voiceover stuff, you get so many auditions. I mean, you could get. This hasn't happened, you know, lately just because I because of different stuff. But I mean, there's sometimes you could four or five a day, which, you know, on camera you would not have because there's two, you can't go all those places in a day. No, not in L.A. But to have four in a day for those, it's like, all right, well, you sit in your room for 30 minutes and just do them. So you do a lot of them. Well, you obviously have some special magic. Look at the smile. You can't see the smile on on the podcast. You can't see it, but you obviously have some special magic. And for some reason, you d- decided to not be a model. And you decided to grace the world. I wanted to give the other guys a I chance. I mean, it's so nice because then people like me. Said, Don't worry, fellas. I can conquer any genre. Me and Eddie Pepitone as our bodies slowly become the same. And it, <laughs> me and him just hang out. We'll be the face. One day you'll be me, Henry. Henry, are they getting us a season five? I need the money. (laughs) Eddie, I don't know. We all do, Eddie. We all need the money, Eddie. Yes, so please, if you love us, write into Adult Swim and say, bring back your pretty faces going to hell for season five. Just because we don't know if they're going to be reading these letters or not, but you will have sent a letter. And isn't that an accomplishment? enough so thank you dana snyder for joining me today thank you henry what a brilliant man truly incredibly talented and it just shows if people say that you are weird the way you sound sometimes it can actually be your career 
And sometimes it just makes you a person at the bus stop. But <laughs> sometimes it can give you a career. So thank you for listening to the LPN show. I've been your host, Henry Zabrowski. Uh, I believe Ben Kissel's taking the reins next week, so you can enjoy the melodious tones of Ben Kissel. Make sure you listen to all the shows here at LPN. Last podcast on the left, Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. We've got No Dogs in Space, Page 7, Wizard and the Bruiser, all the shit. Take a look at it. If there's an itch that you got in your body, then there's a way that LPN can scratch. That itch will scratch until it's raw. Scratch until you're dead. Thank you, guys. Hail Satan, see you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.